Hey friends, this is Josh Blair, and I'm the pastor of Central Valley Church, and this is our podcast. My prayer for you today is that the message you hear will encourage you and inspire you to walk closer with Jesus this week. He is always loving. He is always gracious. And he loves us so much, we talked about this last week, that he gave his son to us because he loves us, the world, so much that he gave his son. And if you didn't already know it, love isn't just an emotion, love is an action. Love causes action, and for God, his love towards us causes him to act. And his actions towards us are those who he loves, the world. So he gave us his son. John 3.16 tells us, right, that God so loved the world that he gave his son. Why? So that we would not perish. So that we would not be destroyed. What does the Bible say is destroying us? Sin. Sin is destroying us. So if God is a genuine giver of gifts, and he genuinely gives us gifts to help us overcome the thing that's destroying us, then we have to better understand how he's giving this gift to us. The Bible says that sin is destroying us. Romans 6.23, the wages of sin is death. If you want to change the word wages to reward, it makes it kind of a perverse reward, doesn't it? The reward for your sin is death. Congratulations. You've been paid out death for your sin. But Jesus tells us, and Paul, Paul reiterates it in Romans 6.23, but the gift, the free gift of God, the giver, who is a genuine giver, is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. So if sin leads us to death, God has to confront sin because he genuinely loves us. Are you with me? Are we on the same page? If God genuinely loves us, if his nature, his core, is love for us, and he wants to give us good gifts to help us not be destroyed so that we would not, be, we would not perish. He has to do something to confront the sin. What does the Bible say confronts sin? Is grace. Grace, the unmerited favor of God, confronts sin in our life. Let me tell you where I'm getting that. Romans chapter 5, verse 20. But where sin increased, grace increased all the more. So he's using his grace to confront sin. Do you see that? Where sin increases, his grace abounds even more to confront the sin. So that just as sin reigned in death, so also grace might reign through righteousness to bring eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. But the issue we have, getting back to how we see God as the giver, is that if we don't understand what kind of giver he is, then we end up with a type of grace that is not what he wanted us to have. This is the audience that Paul was writing to in Romans had the same question, and Paul was trying to confront it head on by asking the question in chapter 6, verse 1, saying, saying this, So what shall we say then? Are we to continue in sin so that grace may abound? By no means, how can we who have died to sin still live in it? If we, if we misunderstand the... the, the the audience that Paul was writing to were, were misunderstanding the gift of grace. And they were saying, if grace continues to overcome and, and increase, even as our sin increases, why can't we just keep on sinning? Because his grace is going to continue to overcome that. 
And I think that's where we, we find ourselves in the church today. We think, well, God's grace covers me. His love covers me. So I can kind of do whatever I want. If his grace continues to grow, even as my sin continues to grow, why do I need to change anything? Right? But God does not give us grace in a manner that is self-seeking, meaning he, gives, he doesn't give us grace and says, I don't really care what you do with it. I'm not, I'm not giving it to you because I care about what you'll do with it. I just had to give something. So I'll give grace. But what you do with it, if you want to you know, redo something else, you want to re-gift it somewhere, if you don't want to use it, I don't really care. God doesn't give grace that way. He gives grace genuinely because he cares about our well-being. Grace is given to us by God who is wanting us to have a life that's transformed because sin leads to death. The reward of sin leads to death. God doesn't give gifts to us because he's trying to manipulate us or because he doesn't really care about us. He gives us his gifts because he wants what's best for us. That we'll accurately walk in his grace. Grace from a self-seeking God becomes sloppy grace. The question that Paul asks the Romans is, if grace covers everything, why not keep sinning? God apparently doesn't care about what we do with it. He gives us grace abundantly so we can have both our sin and our grace. Have you ever had people who are trying to follow Jesus and they have that mindset? Look, I'm saved. Once I said the prayer, I'm good. So his grace is now covering me. I've accepted it. I can do whatever I want to do. And I'm okay because his, his grace abounds so much more. right? But God did not give you the gift of grace so that you can set it aside and kind of do whatever you want with it. He cares genuinely for you and what you need, so he gave you grace to be applied to your life, specifically to bring life to you. If grace came from a manipulating God, then grace becomes religion and legalism. It's as if we're trying to earn a love and affection that has already been given to us. It's like God, he's trying to make us live better lives, so he dangles his grace in front of us like a carrot so that we, we can live our lives trying to be lovable and earn rather than understanding that we've already been given love. So if we see grace as something God says, if you want it, come and get it. If you want it, you got to work for it. If you want it, you got to clean yourself up. Then I will give you grace. Then I'll let you be a part of what's happening. Then I'll, I'll pour out my grace on you. If you see God as a manipulating giver, then, then that's the type of grace you'll receive. A God who's trying to get you to live better. So he says, I'll, I'll cover it if, if you'll do these things. Has anybody ever been a part of that before? You're thinking that you have to earn God's grace, or earn God's forgiveness. you got to jump through the hoops. Well, if you're living like that, you're seeing God as trying to manipulate you into being a better person. But God did not give you grace to manipulate you. He gave you his son to bring you life. And so it's really important how we see God as the gift giver. If he's self-seeking, he doesn't care. If he's manipulating, he's trying to make us try harder. But grace from a genuine giving and loving God drives us to Jesus. The question we have to ask ourselves this morning is, if you agree with God that he says all sin leads to death, then grace is confronting the sin that leads to death. 
Not just sin that leads to hell, but sin that leads to death here and now. Do you believe that sin leads to broken relationships, broken hearts, broken bodies, pain, struggle, turmoil? If you agree with that, and you know that there's a loving God who wants you to overcome that, then the application of grace is really important. If we see sin as something that's not that serious, then it becomes a sloppy grace that doesn't confront the sin in our life. It just covers us like a Band-Aid over a festered wound. But God wants to dig out the sin that's in the wound and clean it out and cover it with His grace. Not just put a Band-Aid over what's, what's, bro- what's broken and, and burdening you in your hearts. Grace that's from a loving God is a grace that doesn't just cover our sin, it gives us the power to overcome it and ultimately be free from it through faith in Jesus. Not a grace that we earn as a form of manipulation, not a grace that leaves us in our sin, but a, a, a grace that delivers us. If you'll turn with me, Ephesians chapter 2, starting in verse 4, says this, But God, being rich in mercy, because of the great love with which He loved us, even while we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved and raised up with Him and seated with Him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, so that in the coming ages He might show the immeasurable riches of His grace and kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith. It is not of your own doing. It is a gift of God. Not as a result of your works, so that no one should boast. It is not a manipulating gift. It is not a gift that says, Miha, if you try real hard, you'll fit into this dress. It is not a, a gift that says, if you will clean yourself up, you can fit into my grace. It is a gift that says, you've not earned it, but I give it to you anyway, freely. Yes? It is a gift that's not trying to manipulate us into being better people. It is a gift that is calling us from death into life. Amen. Then he says this in verse 10. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. What does that mean? It means it's not a sloppy grace. It's not a grace that says, I'll cover you. You can do whatever you want. You can remain in your sin. I'll cover you with this grace, and I'll just ignore what's going on in your life. I don't really care about the sin that you're struggling with. I don't care that it's leading to death. All I want to make sure is you get to heaven, and that's all I care about. Right? That's not a God who's doing that. He's not sloppy in his gifts. He says that he's prepared good works for you when you come under his grace, which means you're not going to remain in the dead works of sin. You're going to have new works that has been prepared for you ahead of time by God. So it's not a manipulating gift. It's not a sloppy gift. It is a genuine, perfect gift for you in Christ Jesus. Because through Jesus and in Jesus, by the, the gift of his grace, We are saved for the good works that God has prepared for us. Therefore, grace is not sloppy and it doesn't manipulate us to be better. It actually gives us the power to overcome death, the death of sin and walk in right living. This is when I when I was preparing this. That the can you go back to verse eight? That that verse, I had to draw it out. And so. For by grace you have been saved through faith. And I did a little doodle uh, on the computer, and it came out horribly. But and then I sent it to Madison, and I said, can you make this better? And she said, most definitely. And so, 
I started, see, I started seeing this as a way that God uh, redeems us. And it says, by grace, you have been saved through faith. So I began to see a, a vision of a, a, of a path that's leading us somewhere. Grace should be leading us somewhere. It doesn't keep us stuck in our sin, and it's not manipulating us to change. It's leading us somewhere. And what does it say? That we have been saved through faith. Faith in who? But faith in Jesus. Not just any faith. Faith in Christ that, that saves us. And so grace is always leading us towards something through faith in Jesus. And when we come into faith in Jesus, now we've entered into his abundant life. We've entered into salvation by way of grace through faith in Jesus. Now we abide in his house. We, we belong to him and he gives us abundant life. Right? Any moment that, uh, that we decide to walk away from faith, we are still in His grace. Whether we're stepping past the threshold, over the threshold of faith, and we're trying to straddle the world and one foot in, one foot out. We've lived that way before, yeah? That's a, there's, there's issues with that. We're not walking in abundant life. We're trying to say we're covered by grace, but we're still sinning. We're still in the path of grace, but, but we don't have abundant life until we come into faith in Jesus. So you can either be a one inch outside of faith in God. Maybe some of you are not putting your faith in Jesus yet and you're outside here. Grace has gotten you to the door, but you have to choose to walk into it. Or you can be out here miles away from faith, but you're still in grace and grace is still shooting you and still pursuing you and pushing you towards faith in Jesus. It is by grace that you've been saved through faith and an abundant life in Jesus. So it's His grace that does it. Grace only saves us as long as we come through faith in Jesus. It is His grace that leads us to it. So, so can you be living in sin but yet in grace? Yes. But you aren't living in abundant life. And you're not through the door of Jesus yet. So you have not been saved. Because grace will point you towards salvation, but, but grace does not save you unless you come through the door of Jesus. Are you following me? So, we have, to, we have to best understand grace is something that God gives us to lead us towards Jesus. Not to leave us in our sin and say, I'm okay, I'm covered, I'm good. And it's certainly not something that God dangles in front of us to manipulate us into faith. It's, it's a pathway. It's a, it's a journey towards Jesus so that we can have abundant life here and now and for all eternity. If you remain in your sin, you don't have abundant life. You have a, a, a life that's continually being ate up and destroyed and broken and bitter and pain and hurtful. But if, if you allow the grace of God to lead you to Jesus, then Jesus says, I'll give you life and more abundantly. Not just for heaven one day, but for life here on earth today. This is what God wants to do. He wants to give you his gift of grace to lead you somewhere today. Not to keep you stuck, but to lead you. Not to manipulate you, but to lead you. But to help you walk into Jesus. Every path along God's grace towards us is pointing us towards Jesus. All grace has been given to people... God's grace has been given to all the world, 
but only those who walk through the faith, the door of faith in Jesus will have abundant life. Does that make sense? So grace is leading us towards Jesus. And it's the gift of Jesus that we've been given this Christmas season that gives us abundant life. Grace comes to help us find Jesus. Grace comes to help us see Jesus. He wants us to walk through the door of His grace so that we can experience the salvation of Jesus. The cross becomes our doorway for salvation. And grace is always pointing us towards the salvation that we find in Jesus today. It's entering into relationship with Jesus. And grace continues to point us towards Jesus to remain in Him. Grace doesn't excuse our sin. Grace doesn't demand perfection. God's grace towards us always points us to Jesus. It's our gift, it's our life, it's our freedom. So God's grace for us brings freedom. It points us to abundant life here on earth and for eternity. So my final question for you this morning is, what do you think about God's gift of grace? Because what you think of it will determine how you apply it to your life. What do you believe about God? Do you believe that God is a genuine giver? Do you believe that God genuinely cares about what you need in this moment? God genuinely cares about what you want in this moment. And says, I have given you a gift that will fulfill everything that you need. If you believe that God is is a genuine giver, then what you do with His grace matters. What you do with His grace matters. And I believe that His grace is here this morning to cover you and to point you to faith in Jesus. Jesus has come to bring you freedom and abundant life, and His grace is here to meet you, not to be misused or mistreated, but to be applied to our life that helps us walk in Jesus daily. He isn't trying to manipulate you, and He doesn't, He's not aloof to the issues of your life. He's not turning a blind eye to your sin and is like, well, I've covered it with grace. I don't care what else they do. He cares intimately about you. Jesus didn't come to make bad people good. He came to make dead people alive. And that's what he does through his grace this morning. Amen? Amen. If the worship team would come forward. I'm going to close our service this morning with a time of prayer. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you for the gift of grace, God. With every head bowed, every eye closed this morning. God's grace is here for you today to transform your life, to not leave you stuck in sin, to not try to manipulate you to be a better person, but to lead you towards Jesus, to help you find Jesus.
to help you overcome. So if you're here this morning and you're needing the grace of God, the grace that covers, the grace that empowers, the grace that restores, then I want to pray with you. If you're here this morning and you don't have a personal relationship with Jesus, you've not surrendered to Him, you've not come into faith in Jesus, the grace of God is leading you towards Him. But you have to walk through the door of faith in Christ to have your life transformed forever. Thanks for listening to this message. To hear more messages like this one, be sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. If you like what you're hearing, be sure to rate it and share it with your friends. That would help us out a lot. If you're interested in supporting the mission of Central Valley Church, go to cbcmadera.churchcenter.com for more information. We love you. God bless.